Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't know me, my name is Cody. As uh, Beck said, I do get to the privilege of running our youth ministry on Friday night, and we're seeing amazing things happen. Just this Friday night gone, uh, we heard from one of our young guys. Uh, He's uh, 16 years of age, and he's been with us for about two and a half years at youth ministry. And uh, he came in here uh, seeking after something. He shared a bit of his testimony, and the way he came in here um, was he just... He had a broken uh, collarbone, a broken arm, and he kind of he'd been wanting to come to youth for a while for the wrong reasons. His parents finally let him come because he couldn't get up to any mischief with a broken arm, and he came in here. and And, and I'd love to say right now that he encountered God in this place on that night. But the fact was, he he met people that loved God. He realized there was a God, but he didn't encounter God fully for himself on that night. But it was someone out there at a shopping mall two days later that prayed for his arm and saw it healed, that actually saw him set on a course to follow God. He's been in our youth ministry ever since. He's the, he's the reason why on a Friday night our setup's done. He's an incredible guy. So I want to encourage you that it's, it's, you never know who you would pray for out there in society. He said it was a gray-haired man, so it was not a young person that prayed for him. You never know who you're going to pray for. You never know the person that you can walk up and you can be their breakthrough, their miracle in their life. I just wanted to say that to encourage you about what's happening in our youth ministry, but also what's happening in our church. Well, as Beck said, our, our theme or uh, our, our, our season right now is breakthrough. Because we want to break through in all areas. We want to break through internally. We want to break through externally. We want to break through in this building. We want to break through in every area of our lives and every area of this church. And, and I like the saying when people say, go big or go home. So tonight we're going to go big, or we might as well go home. Yeah. So I would, I would love for this room to be full with, uh, with your shouts, with your praise. If I say anything remotely good, if it even makes sense, I'd love for you to shout it out because I know that when we lift praises up to God, God comes down and he does something in this place. If we want to break through, we need to make a decision right now to stand up and do something we've never done before. Maybe you're standing there, uh, sitting there, sorry, tonight, there's not many people standing right now, but you're sitting there and you think, well, that's not me. Well, tonight's a chance to break through that and to actually begin to say, I love God's word. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout it down. I'm going to get God's presence huge in this place. I love when Pastor Ed this morning, uh, he, he spoke uh, on our first, uh, our first installment of Breakthrough. And he said something about the in- internal breakthrough rather than the external thing. Because often we focus on the external. We want uh, The example uh, Ed used this morning was we, we want angels to come down and give us the money for the breakthrough. We want angels to come down and, 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 you know, and see our loved ones come to church. We want angels to come down and fix our depression or anxiety. We want to sit back and allow breakthrough to come to us. But Ed was talking about the fact that breakthrough is in the internal. It's changing what's in here so it lines up with God's word so that God can do something incredible. Because the potential is that God is wanting you to break through, but your heart isn't aligned with what he needs it to be aligned with. And tonight, uh, in just a moment, I'm going to be speaking a message that I've called Breaking Point. Uh, Before I do, I get the opportunity to preach again next Sunday night. Uh, I've got a message burning on my heart right now for that. I've even titled it already so you can hold me accountable to it. I'm going to be talking about victory before breakthrough. Because I believe that our victory doesn't have to wait until we break through. Our victory happens well before that. Our victory happens in the waiting. Our victory happens when we make a decision to say, God, you're going to break through. That's all I'm going to tell you about next week. You need to be here to hear that. But tonight, breaking point. I'm going to give you two scenarios at the beginning of this message tonight. The first scenario is you've been praying for a long time. 
your fire for God, you're, you're coming to every single service at church, you know, you're there at every single dinner party, you're traveling to all the different ones to get as, as much spirit into as possible, like, you know, you're praying for your finances and every single week it seems like you're getting more finances into your account, you know, you're so on fire that everything just seems to be going right, you're at work and your boss gave you a pay rise, you know, you, you, you've gone home to your family and your kids stop fighting, you know, you're getting phone calls from your, your friends and family, they want to come to church. Who knows that scenario is possible, but often it's not the scenario that we live out our lives. We, from time to time, we live out that scenario, and, and I love that God comes through, and I've shared testimonies even recently of how God's come through in my finances, but quite often we listen to other people's stories like that, and we think, how come I don't get that? How come I'm not getting that breakthrough that they're getting? Well, I'm here to tell you tonight that you have the opportunity to get breakthrough. I want to give you a second scenario tonight. You know, you turn up to work every single week. It seems like you're more stressed every single day. Your boss is right down your throat. Nothing you do is right. Everything that you do is, is completely wrong. You get home from work and the kids are yelling at you. They're fighting. Your husband doesn't want to do anything. You ask him to do the lawn and he just yells at you. Or maybe you get home and your wife doesn't. She's like, no, I don't feel like cooking today. I'm just going to give you the kids and get out of here. Uh, maybe in your finances, you look at your account and it's $5 in there. And you've got to pay a bill later this week that's in the hundreds. And you're like, how am I even going to get through this? You're at the point where you feel like you're going to break down. Maybe it's mentally. Maybe uh, you can't continue mentally because in your mind, all you feel or you think or you, or you see in your thoughts is, uh, is negativity. All you see is negativity moving forward. That's another scenario. It's a totally wow. different scenario. Have you ever been to a breaking point in your life? Yeah. I'm going to say right now at the beginning, there might be people in here. You are at a breaking point right now. I would pray that by the end of this message, you'd have uh, uh, the strength and the courage and the wisdom to, to jump in through that to see your breakthrough. Because yeah. I strongly believe that you can't have breakthrough without a breaking point. Yeah. And you'll see what I mean. I don't think that every breaking point is, is, a bad, is necessarily a bad thing. There's a, there's a verse in the Bible that says God takes all the things that are meant for us and turns them to good. He does every, everything that was ever made bad for us. He can turn it around and make it for good. Our breaking points where we get to don't have to be the point where we break down and give up. It can be the point where we push through and get breakthrough. Breaking point. Have you ever reached breaking point in your life? The definition in the dictionary, breaking point. The moment of greatest strain or pressure at which someone or something gives way. You see, everything and everyone has a breaking point. At some point, the stress. At some point, the weight. some point, the pressure the strain, it overwhelms and we break. And this happens in all areas of our lives. You see it in the mental realm and the spiritual realm. I'll give you an example in the mental realm. You know, you, you, something happens and you say something and it, and it doesn't mean what you think it says, but the person you say it to just like snaps at you. Have you ever been in that situation? Have you ever been in a situation where you don't understand why they've blown up? Maybe it's an employee, maybe it's someone at work, maybe it's your own family members. You're like, whoa, sticking clear of you today. I'll tell you a story about when this happened in my life. Several years ago, I had a really uh, close friend that was a female, and uh, we used to fight a little bit, as good friends do, and we used to actually fight a lot. And uh, I remember after one of our arguments, we'd been fighting, and, and she'd sent some really nasty things to me, and I'd kind of stormed out of where we were having a coffee, and I was like, no, nah, I don't even want to be here anymore. And 10 minutes later, I walked back in, because for some reason in my life, God's always given me the ability to, to walk back into situations. It's a blessing from God. I walked back in, and I said, I forgive you for what you said. And that was the breaking point for her. You wouldn't think this would come out next, but she's like, I hate that about you, Cody. You forgive people too easy. 
Who in their right mind would ever say that? But they got to that breaking point. They snapped because of issues that didn't involve me, per se, for issues that were going on in every other area of their life. There's the mental breaking point. There's also the physical realm. It's why we use different materials for different things. I'm so glad tonight that there's a nice glass pulpit here because it was like a big metal one. You wouldn't be able to see my legs and I wore my best jeans for you guys tonight. I'm also so glad that this, uh, this, this stage right here is, is got, it's got wood in it that's reinforced underneath it. There's metal grates on here because if this was glass, the band would have gone through it before when they were jumping around. There's different materials that have different breaking points. I remember at school, uh, I was infamous for my use of rulers, you know, the things you use to measure. Uh, my mum, when I, when I started school, she used to buy me wooden rulers. Uh, if you're down the front, a wooden ruler, it's like about this long, 30 centimetres, allows you to measure things instead of using your phone. Uh, I remember those wooden rulers never lasted more than a few weeks before they came home in splinters. Because I like to snap those things. I like to bend them and go, oh, it bends this far. And who knows, after a while, that thing doesn't bend anymore. It just gives way. My mum thought, okay, I'm going to buy one of those rulers where it like, flexes so much that it can't break. Believe me, I broke them too. They got to a point, they might have flexed like this, but if you did that constantly for hours and hours on end, eventually that thing snapped and mum goes, okay, I'm going to get you a metal ruler now. So mum got me metal rulers. I never managed to snap a metal ruler, but I did get to deform it to a place where it couldn't be used as a ruler. But everything has its breaking point. Another example, I remember uh, when I first moved out of home, my mate and I, we moved into a place up in Pacific Paradise, and uh, we loved the house, but the roads were in really bad condition. And you know they decide eventually to, to up, do up all the roads? Well, they didn't dig down, they just put everything on top. And so between the driveway and the road, there was this massive ditch. And every time we drove our cars down, it was like hitting the bottom and, and things weren't going so well. And, and in our wisdom at the age of 19, we thought, well, cool, there's two really thin bits of timber out the back, about this thin. We're going to put them down and we're going to drive the car over it. Some of you guys know how the story's already going to end. The breaking point of that timber, as soon as that front wheel went on their brake, I'm so glad that my mate tried his car first because it ended up in a flat tyre. Breaking points. Everything has a breaking point. And my goal tonight is to tell you that your breaking point isn't necessarily an evil or an out-to-get-you thing, but it's a necessity for breakthrough. I would argue that you can't have breakthrough without reaching a breaking point. I'll say that again. You can't have breakthrough without reaching a breaking point. God, I just thank you so much right now. There are breaking points in here, God, but they lead to breakthrough. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. I believe that someone in here tonight, you're waiting on a miracle. You're waiting on something to happen. You're waiting on a breakthrough. My, my, God's telling me right now to tell you that what, what, what you've been doing isn't wrong. What you've been doing just needs to be amplified. It just needs to be pushed in deeper. You need to get that thing. You know, when you play an electric guitar, if you play it without an amplification, you can't hear it. But if you amplify that, if you allow that to be resonated through others praying for you, for God uh, coming in, for seeking after God, then God's going to see that thing broken off your light. That's a, a word for someone tonight. Might be someone who has musical talent. I don't know. If you don't understand that, come and talk to me later. You can't have breakthrough without reaching a breaking point. I want to look at the story of Abraham tonight. And some of you guys know this story really well, but for those that might be in church tonight for the first time, I want to explain a little bit of the history of this story. Uh, and on that, if you are here at church for the first time, I welcome you. You're, you're so welcome here. You belong here. You're loved here. This is the place for you. In fact, this is the reason why we do what we do. It's because of you. 
So if you're here for the first time or you're here to seek after God, then I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, but I'll tell you a bit about Abraham's story. So Abraham, uh, he's, he's been given a promise by God in his old age that he's going to have descendants uh, as large as the number of stars in the sky. He's going to have descendants all across the earth. Um, God's told him that, but the thing is he doesn't have any heirs. He doesn't have a daughter or a son. He has no one. And he's getting on in his age. His wife is even getting on in his age. The Bible actually tells us that she was past uh, the age of childbearing, which I'm, I'm hoping she was because she was in the 80s to 100s. So uh, I can't imagine being a parent at that age. Um, but it says that um, God gave them a promise that they would have the nations, that they would see people all throughout the nations. And so they finally had the promise brought to them. There's a huge long story there. I encourage you to look at it in chapter um, 21, 22 of Genesis. I read that story. It's a, a story of great encouragement. It shows not only the good things that Abraham did, but also some of the, the not so good things he did that we can learn from. I like that about the Bible. It doesn't exclude the not so good things. It tells us everything. And uh, so he finally had his son and it says sometime later, this is in Genesis chapter 2, 1 to 2, and we'll read this together. It says sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will show you. If there was ever a breaking point in Abraham's life, I think it was at that moment. Can you imagine the thoughts that are going through his head? I thought I already had my breakthrough. I thought I'd already got the promise that God gave me. Here I have a son who was a miracle at that age, and you're asking me to get rid of him. For me, that, that, that would be the most breaking thing in my life. If it were I, I I'd be like, nah, God, I'm out of here. Use someone else to do, do this stuff. I'm going with my son. If I told my wife, she'd be like, nah, nah, you're not doing it. She'd leave before the next morning. I would never even get the chance with my son, Henry. There's no way I would do this, but Abraham's reply is that he'll go and do it. Sometimes we forget that breakthrough requires pressure. There's so much pressure in this situation on Abraham. I can't imagine what he is thinking. We want our breakthrough to come without pain. We want our breakthrough to come without hard work. We want it to be delivered in our hands. So often, I've been caught in this trap, the pastor. I've been caught in a trap where I'm believing something for God, but I'm not actually stepping into it and doing something. I'm sitting back at home, maybe enjoying a movie when I should be looking into my Bible and reading the Word. Maybe I should be praying for breakthrough. Maybe I should be getting into uh, the things of God. I've been so often in my life, I've sat back and wanted God to break through. I'll tell you what, it's never happened. The times when I've said, God, I need your help right now. I need you to break through. When I've put pressure on that thing, when I've said, I'm at breaking point, I can't go any further, I've done all that I can, that's when God comes in and he proves himself faithful. So every time I go for something that I know is not capable in my own strength, I'm like, God, I'm pushing into you. I'm putting the pressure. But we forget that breakthrough requires pressure. Um, I'm about to show you a video. It's pretty poor quality because it's before HD. But uh, you'll get the kind of uh, gist of it in just a second. But it's, uh, it's what happens when you're expecting breakthrough, but you don't have enough pressure. It takes a car probably just a matter of seconds to get into your vehicle. All you need is a camera. Make sure no one's around. (laughs) 
I don't know about you, but by that stage, I would have stopped filming. I probably would have been in a mental breakdown because I couldn't break a window. Sometimes we are not applying enough pressure in our life to get the breakthrough that we want because it is at that point of breakthrough where the most pressure is needed. If you were to break some glass, there's that you need to have it at a certain pressure. The laws of physics, the laws of chemistry, the way that glass is made, you hit it with a hammer, you've got to hit it at the right velocity, the right time, the right place even, as you saw the guy on the other side hit it at a different spot, so that it physically breaks and comes apart because it needs that breaking point. So for him to break through into that car, which is highly illegal, so don't break through in any cars, but for him to break through into that, he needed to apply the right pressure at the right time. But sometimes we're not willing to apply that pressure. We're not willing to get hurt. We're not willing to, to step out of our comfort zone. We're not willing to, to go that extra mile, to maybe to wake up early and pray. Maybe we're not willing to, to, to get out and go to a dinner party during the week. Maybe sometimes Sunday mornings is enough, but we need to be at Sunday night, which isn't any of you because you're here. But tell everyone else that isn't here. They need to be here to get their breakthrough. They need to be getting into the things of God at every chance they can. I'm sure Abraham would have loved to have just enjoyed his son and the promise. I'm sure he would have loved to have uh, gone without pain and without pressure. But sometimes we're seeking breakthrough in areas of our life without being willing to step out. See, because breakthrough, and this is what I'm preaching on mainly next week, so I'm just going to brush on this for a moment. Breakthrough isn't when we achieve the goal. It's the moment when we decide to push hard enough to achieve it. Breakthrough doesn't happen the moment that that breaks through. Breakthrough happened when that swing started with the power that was in that swing. Breakthrough isn't the point of getting your answer. Breakthrough is actually the procedure of getting there. Let's continue with the story of Abraham in Genesis 22, 3 to 4. It says, The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, hear that, the third day, it took them three days to get there. Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Okay, I understand the first night. Okay, the first night happened. Okay, I hear this word from God. Even if I did listen and say, I'm like, God, let's get this over and done with. Let's do it right now. I'm going to do it right here and right now because I don't want to bear with that pain. So he wakes up the next morning. Early, it says. Didn't say he spent time throwing the ball to his son. It doesn't say he spent time. He didn't take a six-month sabbatical to get to know who his son was before it all happened. He didn't, uh, didn't do anything like that. It says the next son, next day, he got up and he made preparations for this. But what I see that is difficult, like the first night I understand who has ever had something so pressing in your life, such a big breaking point, and you know it's happening tomorrow and you can't get to sleep the night before. Yeah. I'm just imagining Sarah kind of rolling and go, why are you still awake, Abraham? 
I'm usually in bed by like 7 o'clock when the sun goes down. Why are you still awake at 1 in the morning? Why are you still awake at 3 in the morning? Why are you sweating so bad? What's going on? And for my knowledge, Abraham never said anything to Sarah. He just kept the pressure as an internal thing that he had to do for God. See, there's three days. For three whole days, he's traveling to this point where God says to sacrifice his son. Three days. Can you imagine the hundreds of times in those days when you would have thoughts about whether you're doing the right thing? When you'd have thoughts about whether this is actually what you should be doing? Where your mind would be playing tricks on you? Where you'd be thinking, well, is this just a dream? What's going on? You know, your servants are there every second going, what are we even doing? And you happen to lie to them or, or just not tell them anything. They're getting frustrated with you. Yeah. They don't know what's going on there. They, they, all they know is that you're going to some place and you're doing a burnt offering. It even says they had no idea. Uh, there, there was no lamb prepared. There was nothing prepared. So in their minds, they're going, how's this ever going to happen? And it says God will provide. Yeah. Imagine getting that answer. You're like, you're the servant and you're, you're walking into this situation and someone else is, they've just gathered all their belongings, gathered their son, they're walking off somewhere, they've got firewood and they're not telling you anything they're doing. I think sometimes, I guess I wasn't really going to preach this tonight, but I think sometimes we don't see the pressure in other people's lives and we don't really understand what they're going through, we don't really understand the breakthrough that's installed for them because we want to understand what they're doing but we can't because it's God that's doing something in their life. And sometimes we see them get their breakthrough and these servants, they'll see Abraham get their breakthrough but they're sitting back going, what's happening? What's going on? Sarah didn't even know what was happening. Sarah didn't even, she maybe didn't even know that they were making a journey. Probably woke up and it's like, where's my son? Where's my husband? I don't know. Can you imagine what they would think when they, are, when they see the breakthrough but they have no idea how Abraham got there? It might be what we see sometimes when we see other people achieve what God wants to do in their life. When we see other people with their calling launched into somewhere that, they, uh, that God has set them to be. I'll tell you a personal story on that note. I, I was sitting in this very room about 15 years ago now on, on a Friday night and I put my hand up and I gave my heart to God and I was the shyest person you will ever know. I didn't talk to anyone Katie was here. She was one of my best friends. She probably heard about three words from me. She was surprised when she came back and, and saw me actually, you know, speaking in different areas. But God spoke to me only three or four months after that. A new Christian, hadn't read most of the Bible, hadn't really um, connected with God much at all. I was at a conference and God spoke to me and said, one day you're doing that. One day you're going to be preaching to people. I went, no way. That's never going to happen. I tell you, you out there tonight can say, well, Cody, you just got it made easy. Somehow you just ended up in the role you are. You were next in line for youth pastor. You just got made easy. You're up there. You're preaching. You don't know the 15 years where God had to change me from someone that couldn't talk into someone that could talk. Yeah. Wow. So let's not assume that someone else got their breakthrough easy. Because they probably went through more pressure than you could ever imagine to get their breakthrough. Anyway, that one wasn't in my notes. That one's for free tonight. So three days, these thoughts in his head. Three areas tonight that I believe we need to put pressure. When we're in a breaking point, three areas where we need to, to press so hard so that we can actually go forward and get our breakthrough. The first one is, uh, is pressure against the plans of the enemy. If you know your Bible, if you know anything about Christianity, you know there is God and there is Satan. There is a, there's an enemy. The good news is, though, from the start, that the enemy has been defeated. 
But the news in between that is that uh, God right now is giving us a chance to live in free will. God's giving us a chance to live out a life and really choose to worship Him. So although Satan doesn't have any power over you, he can whisper and get you to do things that you do in your power, not through his power, but he can whisper, he can tempt you, he can do so many things with your life. I imagine that the whispers that were coming into Abraham's ears at this stage. Did God really say to sacrifice his son? Did God really tell you to walk three days and, you know, take servants with you? It's pretty harsh of God to give you a son and then take him away. You know what? You could just go home, Abraham. I, and I know he does this because he did it to Jesus in the wilderness, I could give you the nations. I could feed you. I could provide a sacrifice. I could be your breakthrough. Breakthrough sometimes comes because Satan helps us get to somewhere we don't want to be. You know those addictions that we all struggle? The addictions that we all attempted for? We have the power to not go into those, but Satan, everything he wants to do is try and get us wrapped up in that so that we're not free, so we're not able to move, so that on a Sunday night when we're sitting in church, we're not able to lift our hands, so that on a Sunday night when we're sitting in church, we can't raise our voice or shout. Satan wants to lie to us to the point where he makes us feel like we are nothing. We need to put pressure in that area of our life, in the breaking points of our life we need to put pressure on the enemy we need to pray against that i remember a time in my life again it was about six or seven years ago everything seemed to happen six or seven years ago i don't know if it actually did but that's kind of where my memory kind of fades but i remember a time in my life where i'd been in a in a, in a quite a long-term relationship i was engaged i remember uh, i was at university i was studying mathematics physics chemistry uh, I, was, I was doing a lot of things with my life, but I was kind of sliding back from God. My, uh, my relationship had taken me away from the things of God. On a Sunday morning, I'd ask myself, oh, do I want to go or do I want to sleep in? And sleep in usually one. And things just all of a sudden got hectic. They got hectic as. My fiance, she called me on, uh, on, on, what's the program again? I forget what the program was. It was like Messenger or something back in the day. Um, Windows Messenger or something. Ages ago, some people remember it. Uh, but she, she called me on that, or maybe it was Skype, and she just said, hey, we're not getting married anymore. I actually don't love you anymore. That same week, only three days before, I'd reached a breaking point in my, in my studies where I'd, I'd, I'd been in a prac class in a school, and I decided I love the art form of teaching, but I hated the way I had to do it. So I, I, for the first time in my life, I walked out on that. I walked out on something. And it meant I failed for the first time in my life. I was a straight-A student in school, and all of a sudden I'm failing. It's a big thing. For some of you guys, I fail all the time. For me, it was a point of, like, the biggest duress in my life. And all of a sudden, here I am spiraling down. Anxiety, depression, things in my family aren't going well. I just paid all the deposits on my wedding, so I'm broke as anything. No way to get the money back. All this stuff is happening. I'm at breaking point. I remember all I could do was sit there and say, you don't have me yet, Satan. That's all I could do. I ended up getting on antidepressants. So many different things. God spoke to me and said, you don't need those things. I went cold turkey on those. I don't suggest it unless God speaks to you about that. 
But if God speaks to you, you, you obey that. But I remember the season I went through, the hurdles I went through, the things that happened in my life. And I remember the turmoil that Satan tried to stop me from doing anything. But I made a decision that I was going to press into God and I was going to push those thoughts out, right? And because of that, I'm here today. Because of that, I've got a wife. Because of that, I've got a child. Because of that, I've got a testimony that can inspire you to break through in your situation. So the number one place we've got to put our pressure is against the plans of the enemy. The second one is pressure against the domain of comfort. We all want to be comfortable. I want to be comfortable right now. I would love to be in a recliner talking to you, you know, even like with aircon straight on me instead of behind me. I'd love to uh, have less bright lights on my face. Don't turn them down. They're good though. Uh, there's so many things that I would like to be comfortable right now. But sometimes God doesn't want us to be comfortable. We need to push against that comfort. We, we tend to live in our own kingdom of comfort. But all I know is there can only be one kingdom, and that's the kingdom of God. So we need to demolish the kingdom of comfort that lives inside of us so that we can step out and we can see God break through. So that we can reach a breaking point and know that it's not based on how we feel. There's a hard one. It's not based on our emotions. It's not based on what anyone else says or what anyone else feels about us. It's based on the fact that we can speak into that situation so I'm not going to be comfortable. I'm not going to be comfortable with the fact that I can't speak on stage. I'm not going to be comfortable. So number one was uh, pressure against the plans of the enemy. Number two, pressure against the domain of comfort. And number three, and the band can come back, is the pressure against the kingdom of heaven. And you say, well, what, what exactly does that mean? Well, there's a Bible verse in Matthew 11:12 12 that says the kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing and the violent take it by force. And we can sit here and think, well, I don't want to be a violent person. I don't really want to take it by force. But when we're looking at that reference, there's no, nothing within that scripture in the ancient writings that even says that it's violent people with knives and guns and stuff that want to take the kingdom of heaven by force. It's the people who have got enough guts, who have got enough strength in them, have got enough uh, willingness to go for what they want. It actually talks about the, the days of old when God would tell them to raid into, into cities and towns. And then once they had done that, they would, they would, uh, they would gain the gold for themselves and the, and the, the crops and everything that and, uh, and the livestock. It actually talks about that kind of ferocious ferocity towards the kingdom of God. That those that are advancing in the kingdom of God are taking it by force. So I'd say to you, when was the last time that you prayed a forceful prayer? Not a prayer that goes, God, I want this or I'm not going to believe in you. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a, God, a, a, a prayer when you prayed with so much belief that you yourself in your heart after you finished praying, you said, I'm going to get this victory because there's nothing else that can ever happen. When was the last time you walked in that victory before your breakthrough? You want breakthrough in your breaking points? And there's many of those in life. We can't be placid in our thought life. We can't be placid in our walk with God. You want breakthrough, you best be getting praying. You best be getting in the Word of God. You best be uh, taking advice from people who love you and want to send you to a good place rather than those who want to take your joy. You best let the Holy Spirit encounter you and do His work in your life. Again, with my story, seven years ago when things weren't going so right, I came off these antidepressants and it was a roller coaster. Like I found that on, on these drugs, everything was all right, but it was only ever all right. People would come to me and they'd tell me things like, oh, the best news, I'm, getting, I'm pregnant and I'm going to have a kid. I'm like, oh, yeah, good. People would tell me really bad news. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. 
And I jumped off that and all of a sudden it was like, oh, Some of us don't need to be on antidepressants to feel like life is like that, right? But I distinctly remember a time when I was painting. I was painting a house and I was actually in Mountain Creek on Karawatha Drive. That's how, that's how much I remember this. I'm painting inside this house and I've got three Christian guys working with me and they know my situation. They're kind of supporting me. They noticed that things aren't going so well. So I said, Cody, take some time. And I went off into a bedroom and I lay on the floor because I don't like laying on someone else's bed because that's just not polite when you paint someone's house. I'm laying on the floor and all I could say was, God, you've got this. All I could muster was, God, you've got this. I believe Abraham was probably thinking the same thing as he walked those three days. God, you've got this. You have to get this. If you don't get this, I don't know what's happening. God, you've got this. And you know what? I was everywhere doing everything. I didn't get my breakthrough that day, but God worked in miraculous ways. It's so much in my life to turn me around into something I never believed I could be, to turn me into a husband I never thought I could have been, to turn me into a father that I'm really enjoying rather than dreading, to turn me into someone who loves working with people rather than working on my own. God did such amazing things because I pushed in. I tell you what, I came to youth every Friday night and I told them you have to give me something to do because I was too old to be actually at youth. So I was up on the media and sound and lights. That's how I learned all that. I was here on Sunday mornings. I was here on Sunday nights. If we had been doing all in back there, I would have been every single all in and down the front. If we had been doing dinner parties back there, I would have been every single dinner party on the same night. I would have gone from each one just to get a taste from God because I was like, I am not going to settle for what Satan is trying to do in my life. I'm going to break through in that point of pressure. At the moment of our breaking point, we can lose the victory and reward because we buckle under pressure rather than applying more pressure and the right kinds of pressure. When you reach your breaking point, will it break you or will you break through? Will you break down, fail under pressure, hide, run away like Jonah? Or will you step up like Abraham and take it to the very point where if God didn't intervene at that point, his son would have actually died? But thank goodness God has a plan and God knows when breakthrough is coming and God's already set that in motion. The day that Abraham said, I'm leaving tomorrow morning, there was breakthrough in his life. And the moment that that knife came to, to take his son's life, an angel stepped in and said, here's your sacrifice. What a breakthrough. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.